With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The Big Bash starts tonight. It's going to be a fascinating season this season uh, of the Big Bash. We've just had the draft and the names that have come in and the names that unfortunately won't be available, the names that are now available. There's been a lot of movement in the off-season, big names changing clubs. So plenty to be excited about. A few rules that, uh, well, were contentious when they were brought in, were no longer there. So we'll um, be looking in great interest to see uh, how it kicks off tonight, myself and Liam Pickering will be calling all the action for the Sydney Thunder and the Melbourne Stars. One of the Melbourne Stars uh, assistant coaches, very, very accomplished in this form of the game. Uh, Clint Mackay uh, played 59 one-day internationals for Australia, played a test match as well. He'll be at Bryce McGain's one test lunch when Bryce gets that off the ground. Uh, he was uh, six years with the Melbourne Stars, or five years with the Melbourne Stars, uh, played T20 cricket all around the world. He's been good enough to jump on. Clint, hello, mate. Hi, how are we? Thanks uh, for having us. No, thank you for, for jumping on on game day. Um, what's the major feeling for you in anticipation of, of this season? Uh, some rules that have gone that uh, we've been there for the last couple of years, the bash boost point um, and the X-Factor player. Um, we've got a lot of player movement and the draft was its own uh, feature and added something um, to the build-up to this season. How have you seen us leading up to tonight's match? Yeah, it's a very exciting time of year, isn't it? Every time so the big bash comes around and starts the season off, everyone's got high hopes and whatever else. And obviously there's been a lot of stuff happening behind the scenes off the field with the new rules and the draft and, and exciting times to actually produce a, an unbelievable product. So looking forward to getting out there tonight and showcasing the skills and, and seeing how it all works. And I'm really looking forward to it. So obviously not ideal to be going into the season without your skipper. And, and I was just doing some number crunching uh, last night in anticipation of uh, the season. Glenn Maxwell, I mean, we know that this is, is, is as X-factor as any X-factor player, as good as any player in the format. Third all-time runs. Uh, he's got the highest score in Big Bash cricket. Um, he's got the second most sixes. He's got the most catches. Um, he does it all. And he's actually the sixth highest Stars wicket taker, I found out last night. So as important a player to the Stars as any player is to any team. And you don't have him. No, unfortunately not. Um, obviously, yeah, you reeled off all those stats and we know how important he is. Um, he's arguably the best 2020 player in the world. So all of a sudden you take that away from from anyone, from any team. And obviously he leaves a big hole, but we think we've got a great squad to actually um, sort of fill some gaps. You're never going to replace Glenn Maxwell when he's stretched imagination. But I think we've got a quite a well-rounded group now that actually covers most bases. So hopefully um, that's not just one person taking responsibility for that. It's a collective um, and hopefully we can actually fill the void of what a massive hole that actually is. And it's not just his bat, as you said. It's the bowling as well and the ability to bowl those difficult overs. Um, there's not many part-time off-spinners that can actually bowl in the first four overs or the surge, and he can. Um, and just the way he sort of can protect himself with only two fielders out is excellent. I know Australia have used him at certain times, um, and that's phase of the game. So that's probably going to be the biggest hole for us to try and actually work out where we get sort of that over from from our sort of fifth, sixth, and seventh bowler. Hey, Clint, you, at first glance, and I found myself, I was guilty of this when I was having a look yesterday. I looked at your squad 
out Billy Stanlake, Andre Russell, in Trent Bolt, Luke Wood, Cam McClure, uh, Campbell Calloway. At first glance, I looked at it and went, oh, yeah, I don't know if they've got the squad to, to, to go far. And then I had another look. And I thought, well, hang on, Adam Zampa is in the top sort of five or six T20 bowlers in the world. Marcus Stoinis is part of Australia's international setup. Trent Bolt is the number one ranked one-day international bowler uh, in the world. Joe Clark had the second most runs for the Stars this year. Luke Wood has played in six out of the last seven uh, Big Bash Blast, and he's, I think he's top five uh, current wicket-takers in the 100. And the more you look, the more talent you see. But you have to sort of have a second glance. Do you Are you guys happy to go into a season maybe having people doing what I did, and that's maybe dismissing the Stars? Because you've got a better squad than first glance might suggest. Oh, definitely. I think a lot of people sort of have thought that we might actually struggle without Glenn Maxwell, and, and time will tell. But I think you mentioned all those names, and also, too, you're throwing the guys of sort of Hilton Cartwright, who is probably one of the, the most dangerous power hitters in the back mm. of the innings. That would be Tim David. Then you throw Bo Webster in there as well. That was only a couple of years ago. I think he won the Melbourne Renegades Player of the Year. Yep. So you've got all these players that are actually very dangerous and capable of winning games of cricket by themselves at any particular time. So we're very excited. We're very happy with the list we've actually got together. Um, we're really excited to go out and showcase our skills. And you talk about guys like Trent Bolt and Luke Wood, and we know how effective left arm. Uh, fast bowlers are in 2020 cricket. They have two of them that both shift the ball in the air um, in the first four overs. It's really exciting for us. So, yeah, we're very happy with the squad we've, we've sort of assembled at the moment. And I'm, there's no doubt, as you see through the tournament, that we've got some very exciting players and we'll be there and thereabouts, that's for sure. Uh, add Brody Crouch, uh, Brody Couch into that bowling lineup with Trent Bolt and Luke Wood and uh, Adam Zampa. Well, there's your four front liners, and that's as good as anyone's going to be putting out there. Um, in any given match. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of potency there that first glance might not reveal. Um, for those no, who aren't aware... Also Nathan Coulton Isle as well. Yeah, I've forgotten about Nathan Coulton Isle. Well. And, and obviously he's, he's a massive one for us. We know the stats are when he's up and about and fit, we win games of cricket. And yep. it was very pleasing to see he bowled two overs in our warm-up game on Friday and his ball speed, his bounce and all the attributes that we love so much about Coulton was there. So it's about us us sort of managing him well enough throughout the tournament to make sure that he's fit and available for the majority of the season. And he's just a massive weapon for us as well. So you throw him into the mix as well. And all of a sudden we've got four international stars of their time um, in our bowling tack, which is great. Plus Marcus Stornis bowled some overs and Bo Webster's bowling overs as well. Um, and I think also two people forget that Liam Hatcher, we didn't have him last year. Um, he was out with back stress fractures, but he's up and about bowling as well at the moment. So he's around the group as well. So we've actually got quite a bit of depth um, amongst our squad that I don't think people are quite realising at this particular time. Uh, we're speaking to Clint Mackay, assistant coach uh, of the Melbourne Stars. They're in action at Monica Oval tonight to kick off BBL 12 up against the Sydney Thunder. Um, Clint, for those who might not know a lot about some of the young Victorian stars uh, that make up this Melbourne Stars outfit, Cam McClure and Campbell Calloway. I was keeping an eye on Calloway, just peel off 100 against South Africa in the Cricket Australia 11. What can you tell us for those who aren't aware of these two and what they're all about and what they bring to the table? Yeah, obviously, Campbell's had a great start um, to his first-class career. He's a very, very talented left-handed batter, uh, which I think will will fit into our squad nicely at some stage around those sort of middle overs um, to be able to rotate the strike. And he has got some some nice power as well, if need be. So really looking forward to him joining the squad. He's very talented. And like obviously, being up there um, last week, playing for the Cricket Australia 11 team and producing 100 against South Africa, which is arguably up there with the world's best attack at the moment, shows the, the talent and the promise that he has. So we're looking forward to him becoming a Melbourne star, which is great. And also Cam McClure, he's, what is he, 6'10 or something? He's mm. 
very tall. He's still very young, still very raw. Can sort of bowl 140 k's um, on his day. So he's got some good ball speed as well. So for us, he's still more of a development sort of player. But there's no doubt he's going to get an opportunity at some stage throughout this year. And he's a bit of a sort of a like for like with Billy Stanlake. Obviously, not quite um, at Billy Stanlake's level as yet. But we sort of see some high promise from him. Uh, moving forward, and then another young guy that's really exciting is Sammy Elliott. Just made his first class debut um, a couple of weeks ago for Victoria, um, and again he's six foot seven or six foot eight or something, and bowls some good ball speed and, and can give it a whack. So they're definitely a couple of uh, very promising fast bowls to to watch over the next year or two. Clint, where do you where do you land on length of season? Reading a story yesterday that uh, Cricket Australia opened to the conversation about reducing the length. Uh, Rashid Khan spoken out about it. Adam Zampa. A lot of people have had their say, uh, and and current players have had their say that the season goes for a bit too long. You've played in it. You're coaching in it. Um, what's the ideal length? Yeah, it's an interesting question, isn't it? It's always up for discussion, and it's a it's a great topic for the moment. Um, and obviously, I remember playing the eight game season, which is fantastic. It was done mm. and dusted quite quickly, and. Um, so I think to attract the, the overseas talent that we're trying to get, that's sort of the ideal situation. But then you throw in sort of the 14-match season where everyone plays each other uh, home and away, which makes it a very even competition. Um, but also, too, then you talk about the TV rights and the broadcasting deals and all that sort of stuff that generate the income for to make this Creed Australia so successful off yep. the field. That there's the catch-22 there as well. So that's just trying to work out actually what sort of suits everyone um, and obviously everyone's going to have different ideas and thoughts on, on that but I think it's the more games actually the guys get exposed to the more opportunities they actually get to um, fulfil their talents and learning the 2020 game it's only going to sort of help them develop in the future especially younger sort of guys so that's sort of a, that's an interesting one I'm going to sit on the fence a little bit there but I love the 14 game season but I'm going to see why players also too enjoyed the 8 game in and out and attracting the, the biggest names that Creed has to offer Clint, you played a lot of cricket uh, with Shane Warne and you played with him at the Melbourne Stars. Um, it still uh, hurts and still felt very keenly his loss by cricket and sport uh, and culture, really, uh, as he transcended just about all of it. Um, can you just fill us in on what the Melbourne Stars have got, um, uh, have got locked in as a way of paying tribute uh, to the first uh, captain of the Melbourne Stars? Yeah, it was a very sad time um, early in the year and, and obviously the King, nicknamed the King. Not too many people get nicknamed the King and uh, for all the right reasons. He was a great person to be around, very loyal um, and just created that environment and really sort of kick-started the Melbourne Stars in a big bash and when he came out of retirement to join uh, Melbourne Stars and BBL1. It was a pleasure to play with him um, and play under him as captain as well and it's something that's a massive loss for the whole sort of cricketing world, really. Um, it's very sad. So I know the Stars have got some stuff organised and I think mean, there's a video floating around social media at the moment sort of with Glenn Maxwell um, talking as well. It's a great sort of match-up for Shane Warne's career, the Melbourne Stars, and I think no-one will ever forget the time at the Gabba when he actually called the ball to bowl Brennan McCullum. Um, that's just <laughs> the sort of person yep. he was and he had the gift of the gab and also the skill level to back it up. So he was incredible for the Melbourne Stars and um, we forever remembered, that's for sure. Uh, retiring the number is a, is a lovely tribute. There's going to be a standing ovation. This is for the game on Friday um, at the MCG. Uh, so the Melbourne Stars will be uh, hosting the Hobart Hurricanes. A standing ovation to take place after the 23rd ball of the game. Every player is going to have Warren's number incorporated uh, onto their kit. Um, they're going to display um, his number 23 in the change rooms. The family will be there. Um, there's uh, a lot planned in and around that, and it's a credit to the Melbourne Stars uh, in doing that. Um, 
Clint, before we let you go, um, when you look around at the, the squads that are, have been assembled, as I said, there's a lot of player movement. You've got two of the all-time, well, Chris, Chris Lynn scored the most runs and hit the most sixes in BBL cricket. He's gone to the Strikers. John O'Wells is number four all-time. He's left the Strikers and gone to the Renegades. You've got big names like uh, Trent Bolt and uh, Faftu Plessis and... Um, uh, and I've just forgotten his name as it left my head, coming over from New Zealand, fourth all-time uh, T20 international run scorer, going to the Martin Renegades. Guttel. Yes, thank Martin you. Guttel Martin Guptill. Andre Russell as yeah. well. So there's quite a few. It's there hard, is. Who, who, whose lineup is looking the most impressive to you? Well, they've all, as you said, there's a lot of changes. Everyone sort of strengthened their list and sort of filled holes and gaps that they sort of needed to. So it's always going to be a tie. Obviously, Perth Scorch has always set the benchmark, and they've had a couple of players out with injury cup overseas and then Mitch Marsh obviously having some ankle surgery so he's out for tournament as well which leaves big hole but they've still got great depth they're always there thereabouts um, Sydney Sixers under Greg Shippard they're always there and thereabouts as well so but the other one I'm sort of looking at sort of seeing is for the Hobart Hurricanes they've got quite such a dangerous batting lineup um, with Matthew Wade Ben McDermott um, Tim David and these type of guys and then they've got some fast bowls and like Riley Meredith can actually get the ball down 150k now so they're, I think they're going to be an exciting team to watch but I still think the Melbourne Stars we turn up to play and uh, we play our best cricket I think we're going to be very hard to beat more often than not um, Just with the news that uh, Steve Smith's going to sign on for four matches um a joint venture between the Sixers and Cricket Australia on a pretty hefty deal. Are you fully supportive of that, that you take the best for however long you can get the best for? Oh, of course. That's what the Big Bash was all about, wasn't it? Getting the best cricket and trying to create the best 2020 competition in the world. And if you haven't got guys like Steve Smith um, in your team, you know, in the in the competition, then obviously that diminishes the product a little bit. So same as David Warner, they're great people and fantastic cricketers. So to get them for even a short period of time is definitely better than nothing. So I can't wait to watch them go about their business and really sort of dominate uh, Big Bash cricket, which they have in the past. Hey, Clint, it's been wonderful to catch up with you. Really appreciate your time uh, joining us from the hotel room in Canberra. Uh, go and rest up, get the prep done, and uh, we look forward to calling all the action tonight on SEN. Good luck for the year, and thanks for your time. Excellent. Thank you very much, and hopefully all the Stars fans can get out to the MCG next Friday when we have the Shane Warne tribute and play some great crew against the Hobart Hurricanes. It should be a great atmosphere and, and hopefully pay the, the great man the great respect he deserves. Uh, beautifully said. Clint Mackay, Melbourne Stars uh, assistant coach.